Welcome to City of Steel, an actual play podcast using the Dresden Files RPG system set in the city of Sheffield, a glowing metropolis in the north of England. I'm Jay, the Game Master, and playing tonight are Ali as Aira Erickson, Knight of the Winter King, Llewellyn as Valko Nikolov, Fugitive Luxomancer, Oliver as Rupert Seal, Sergeant of the South Yorkshire IPD, and Hannah as George Riley, Psychic Investigator. Previously on City of Steel, Aira and Valko discover that the spear is due to be auctioned by Tarquin Zandor at the stately home of Renishaw Hall. After coordinating with George and Rupert, they try to infiltrate Renishaw Hall disguised as catering staff, but a spanner is thrown into the works when Valko's attempt to steal a staff pass goes awry. This is episode 25, The Naughty List, part 10, Shadows. His eyes widen, he's, he sort of gives you a narrow look as if to like, he's a little bit suspicious of you, but he nods to his uh, colleague at the gate and, and sort of says, watch out here, I'll uh, I'll go down and see what's going on, and starts jogging down the hill towards the noise. Uh, that leaves one security guard at the gate, there's the waiter that walked up with me. So you've gone for a purse, yeah? Yep, um, I'm going to sort of look and see if I can stealthily sort of grab something out of it. And then say, you drop this when I get to her, while also taking a look at her pass. Okay. Uh, Give me a deceit roll. Deceit's not quite accurate, but yeah, give give me a deceit roll. Since she didn't actually drop it, she, well, she dropped it, but she dropped it because you were chasing her. What I was saying was something more so if she had something in a bag that were separate to the uh, person. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So yeah. Okay. Ignore that then. Give me a stealth roll. That's worse. (laughs) Like to slide her hand it. Versus her alertness. Yes. <laughs> Crikey. If if ever there was a time, let's say yeah, you put you sleight of hand a smartphone uh, into your sleeve uh, before holding it out to her and saying, "Oh, you dropped this over there." Did I get a look at her pass in there as well, or was it? Yeah, uh, it's just a. It's not a photo ID. It's a laminated badge, just saying staff. There's a com- yeah, so uh, large letters staff, and then below. It says auto vigilance oculorum event auction kitchen staff, but otherwise it's sort of fairly bland. Uh, so yeah, you hand her a smartphone back and she uh, goes bright red for a moment, so it's uh, mumbling an apology. Like, oh, it's been a bad night for you already. Can't, don't want it to get any worse. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, she sort of waves off the security guards are coming down. So it's okay. It was just a, a misunderstanding. I, I dropped my phone and he was running after me with it, and things got a bit out of hand. Uh, the security guard looks uh, very, very, very irritated at having uh, been dicked about with. Oh, you've made an enemy this night. You've made an enemy. Uh, I did nothing. I gave someone their phone back. Yeah, so you've got a good look at the, the pass. It should be relatively easy to counterfeit or perform an illusion to disguise it, consider it's not even a photo ID. Cool. Yeah, I'll, um, I haven't got any sort of way of tele- telepathy, have I? So, um... No. Uh, um, have I got I'm trying to think. There's nothing really that I've got. Was it on a sort of lanyard or was it? Um... Yeah, on your lanyard. If I haven't got anything similar to that that I can make look like it, which would have been handy. So just going to have to be basically out of thin air on everyone. Um, yeah, I'll just walk back up to the top and see. If, um, so, okay. Uh, yeah. So what are Aira, George, and Rupert doing in the meantime? Uh, back Waiting for him to come back. <laughs> <clears throat> But the yeah, rubbish that... snowballs because it's that day old snow and the snow doesn't quite form. Oh, that kind of like half wet snowball. Yeah. Bad times. I mean, Aira could probably help out with that, but it might be like a, <laughs> a bit of a, a bit overkill for a power. <laughs> I just start throwing snow men at people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's, the scene as you're walking up to it is um, Valco and the, uh, the security guard pretty much walking. Uh, step by step next to each other uh, up to the, the gate. You're already stood there. There's a single security guard. There's a couple of 
fairly posh looking cars uh, queuing up, waiting to get into the gate. Uh, there's uh, your waiter friend, who's not really a friend. He's just a guy, don't even know his name. Uh, and then tall hedges and a steel motorized gate and a gravel driveway leading in. So Okay, um, kind of like give a look to Valco to try and ascertain whether he's going to be able to kind of like get us in. Yeah, I give a smug little nod. So I just start walking confidently towards the servant's entrance. Okay. Um, I'm going to jog slightly to catch up with everyone. Okay. Uh, the servant, uh, servant's entrance is a little way further up the road. Um, there's a single security guard on that gate, uh, waving people through as and when they come. So delivery entrance. Uh, so people delivering uh, catering supplies, a uh, handful of uh, event staff and whatnot coming through. Uh, looking at the snow, it seems to be a lot less well-trodden than the main entrance. Okay. Keep going and get to the yeah. gate. Sorry. Um, I was just wondering how difficult it would be to make the illusion of some multiple people having a lanyard at the same time. Uh if it was a ritual, it would be next to no effort whatsoever. As an evocation, it's going to be a bit more difficult. It might be a bit draining to keep it for uh, any length of time. You've got the time and the concealment for you to do it as a ritual, haven't we? I suppose I have, if I uh, nip behind a hedge and pretend I need a wee. <laughs> yeah, jump behind a hedge. Um, a relatively okay. simple veil, let's call it. Uh, get four on the, dis- on the discipline check. Yeah, I'll do as it. You, uh, gather some ingredients together from a, yeah, a backpack or whatnot. Backpack or belt pouch? What do you carry your ingredients about in? Um, something like a little pouch on my belt. I don't think I constantly have a backpack all the time. Okay. All right. So, yeah, give me a discipline roll. All right. Um, yeah, I'll do two, two on the first one and two on the second. Okay. Take my time with it. Um, hang on a minute. Um, okay. That's that's definitely two. <laughs> another one? That is definitely two. Easy. Jobs are good. Nice. Hey, it's a worker a few moments ago. You describe a, snow, a circle in the snow. You uh, had a drop of a drop of blood to the center of it uh, and then press down uh, four pieces of uh, plastic from your belt pouch uh, someone holding these will be able to uh, give off the illusion of having a lanyard with the necessary pass on so I just saw five in the chat and thought, have I made that? <laughs> right yeah, okay. so I'd like each of you to make me a discipline check I think, or deceit, discipline or deceit depending on what you prefer discipline As as you rocking up to the rocking up to the servants' entrance, you're sort of like trying to maintain your cool and hope that Valco's illusion works, because you can't see it. All you can see is this little piece of plastic you got in your hand. So versus the guards' empathy. Ah, oh, boom. Uh, Hannah, what do you get in yours? Plus one. Okay. Uh, security guard is incredibly bored and just waves you all through. So it just gives you a perfunctory look. A perfunctory look of the uh, at the. Functionary look at the security passes for a moment and then wage on through. Oh. That nods to you and says, Come on, I think that you're starting soon. Let's go, let's get on in there. It's too bloody cold to be out here. Yeah. Yeah, for lazy security guards. Okay. Yeah, I, I've sort of bumbled to myself. I'm working with bloody amateurs here. It's <laughs> not even a challenge. Don't bug around. Give Valco a look of like a impressed. No, that's a really not bad job you did there. Face. <laughs> no, it's uh, I, an interesting point. Oh. Because my character's like breaking in, used to break into like government facilities, and it's like a security guard who can't be asked. <laughs> Interestingly, the uh, the non spellcaster didn't do so well in the role to like as if they were trying to believe that the magic works, which is interesting because <laughs> belief is supposed to fuel magic in this. You know, like, if you believe a spell will work, it'll work. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Okay, so it allows you through into the servant's entrance. There's a handful of transit vans and flatbeds. 
parked up around a set of double doors um, that seem to be leading into the rear, uh, more utilitarian sections of Renishaw Hall. There's a couple of wait staff outside here smoking. There's another security guard at the double doors, which just seems to be there to make sure nothing's amiss. It uh, doesn't seem to be checking passes or whatnot. Other than that, uh, that's all you can see on first glance, unless you're looking for something in particular. Um, I'm going to go up to the two wait staff that are smoking and just... Um... Casually say, um, hey, we've just got her here. Uh, where do we need to uh, check in? Uh, right, yep. One of them who... Let's give them a name. I'll don't give them a name. I'll just make it harder when we have to kill them. Uh, yeah, one of them who introduces herself as uh, Florence say, uh, tells you, so I'll go through the double doors, take a left, take another left, uh, drop your stuff off at the cloakroom, and then you need to go and see the supervisor, uh, who is... Do you know bad guy? His name's Joel. He's uh, supervising the wait staff for the event. If you go and see uh, him, he'll get you sorted out on the station and whatnot. You might want to clean off that bit of mud there off your uh, your sleeve first, though. <laughs> he says friendly, not so friendly. Cheers, will do. I've got a spare, um, spare shirt in my bag. Good plan, good plan. And she carries on smoking and whatnot. Cool, I'll head into the uh, <coughs> place, uh, take a left, and then... Should we go and check in with the supervisor, or should we just... No, we shouldn't, because it'll just raise suspicions, like, we don't have your names on the list, who the fuck are you? Should we just, like, go yeah. rogue? Oh, yeah. What if, what if he sees us, so, like, why haven't you checked in with me? What 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 are you doing? This is true. What do you uh, reckon, Rupert and George? Well, the ID badges had no names. Or did they? No, they have any names. They said what we did. <laughs> uh, it was good to see... Just say that, and they're like, we're called in at last second by agency, well, agency workers. <laughs> yeah, agency. Yeah. yeah, you could try that if you like. It's certainly um, one avenue. With a um, sort of ritual magic, how how long can I sort of make myself invisible for? We'll say for ten minutes with her invisibility. We'll say a, a lower of eight. Right. It's the kind of thing that takes long term concentration to remain in place. If you're going to do it with downward surge, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And it's going to be, uh, if you want it to be good enough to not just be, make you slightly fuzzy or a bit of a blur. If you want to make it, per- you make you perfectly invisible. It's going to take a bit, of, a fair bit of um, effort on your part, but it is doable. And also, uh, and uh, how, how do I get the uh, extra bits of lore? Is that through rolling or is it through? Right. So there's a number of ways you can do that. That is, you can evoke aspects. Make declarations, uh, accept or inflict consequences, or skip scenes. Skipping scenes basically means where um, the action would go on, but uh, you'd be still preparing your ritual. But that's a bit boring, so so ignore that one. Uh, so yeah, accept or inflict consequences. Make declarations by um, sort of explaining what piece of the ritual you need to put together, uh, and then uh, making some rolls to justify that, and invoking aspects. Um, so if you, had a, if you had a couple of fate points to play with, you could probably do something with your aspects. Would probably be the easiest one. Uh, well, uh, won't get caught again. It's probably a good aspect to play on for fate points. And yeah. um, oh, okay. Um, <coughs> uh, yeah, let's say I've been. Um, it's something I was trying to study on when I before I got caught in my past, but um, now I'm uh, sure I guess it a bit more right this time okay make me a a laurel then just bear with me a moment let's see what i can yeah let's call it a a law difficulty of four but if you get four or more you can have another plus two to you 
No, I can't. <laughs> I, I think I've been studying. I've actually been just like eating chips. Okay. So have you got any other uh, options here? Um, I think I might just go with take a mild consequence for that. Is that the option? Uh, yeah, we'll go with magically pooped uh, as a mild consequence. Uh, as you have to put more effort into it than you previously expected due to your presumably you only bring half your notes for the invisibility ritual. Well, or, or I just or assumed, assumed I sort of memorized it, but actually not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you can do that, add that mild consequence, and then you need to get a fate point, I think, to get the last one. Have you got a fate point you can spend for uh, uh, the yeah. I will get caught again aspect? I thought it was I won't get caught again aspect and spend a fate point on that. Okay, so, right. So that will give you uh, the eight you require. So just make some discipline rolls. All right. So, um, so you need to get eight. I need to get eight. So I'll start. I'll do like three at a time. Okay. Um, discipline, discipline, discipline. Sorry. Okay. So, does like only his torso go invisible? So his like head and his arms and his legs are still completely visible. <laughs> uh, have you got an aspect? Uh, you can spend an aspect to reroll, or are you going to be taking it as backlash or fallout? Oh, let's make it interesting. Let's go make some take some backlash. Okay, that's going to be two points of mental stress so fill in your two box yep uh you get some kind of psychic feedback as the the ritual starts going a bit squiffy let's say everything is a bit purple for a moment <laughs> so you just need to get another six that's six. okay i'll um try three again so that was was that for a three yes okay so you just need another three Theoretically, could just cheese it and do one, 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 but that's not fun. You could, yeah, be really dull though, and in theory, take a lot longer. Right, yeah, okay, good. Um, the ornament pop, Valco disappears from sight. Bye. About ten minutes of this invisibility. Has he told us like what he's going to do, or does he literally just disappear? <laughs> I think I would have like told you guys that you'd see. Okay. Weird. Cool. So yeah, Valco disappears off into a. Uh, a corner and scrolls a, a little a little circle on the floor with um, some chalk and casts things for a minute and then he just pops out of existence. Casual Sunday afternoon. Uh, for the first few seconds, I'm just going to enjoy it and just go, go behind people and go, I'm here. <laughs> okay, um, so what's the plan? Um, how about if Valco goes and finds where the spear is being held? Whilst we pretend to be waitresses and waiter, and then we can come up with a plan when we know where we know where it's being held and how much security there is around it. Okay, sounds like a good plan. Is that what you want to do, Valka? Yeah. Yep, that was basically the plan. Just gather as much info as possible, maybe even grab a spear. Right. Good stuff. It. So, um, Ava, George, and Rupert, give me each a deceit roll. Luckily, these guards are fucking. Useless. Oh, oh my. Rupert, you take to waitering like you're a natural. <laughs> you clearly were meant to bring food to everybody. Well, I I serve the public. Oh. Is he good enough to do it for both of us? Because I only got minus four. What? <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, 
Minus four. Minus four. Outrageous. Okay. Valko goes off to um, investigate. Rupert like picks up a couple of trays and just starts twirling them around and <laughs> looking, looking fancy. George just literally just like um, full on walks into a nearest pile of um, dirty plates and just just. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to come up with a new word: frumbles all over them. Sort of. <laughs> Full on just body plants into them, sending oh scattering dishes everywhere. Everybody looks up. It's incredibly embarrassing. Oh. Everybody's looking at you. It's that one dick and it goes, Wee! Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it's there's me. two in this group. There's, there's two dickheads. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, a surly looking man in his early 30s, his mop of greasy hair, like storms into the kitchen and goes, What the fuck's going on here? Okay. It looks at you, it looks at the, the pile of broken crockery. The fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Do we know who this guy is? Um, he's probably a supervisor we never went to go see. I, I, I interject and say, um, sorry, we, we, we were given the agency staff, um, we were called by the agency last minute, um, and we were given wrong instructions about how to get to the uh, supervisor to check in. And my friend here decided to make an acquaintance with some plates. Florence, who's at the back of the kitchen, does a full-on meerkat impression. Nick just goes right up. He's like, oh, no, Dave. <laughs> just muttering to herself. Give me a deceit roll. What the why she's complaining. No names were said. It's just we were given wrong instructions. Some uh, from home says, fine, then fucking plates are coming out of your wages. Dickhead. Dickhead. I'll accept Dickhead. that. Uh, Given yeah, that we're not getting paid off. anyway. Exactly. <laughs> he um, he points to Rupert and Aaron and says, "You two can do the main hall." Um, I'm on it. Points to George said, "You think you can manage to uh, do your job without breaking them off fucking plates?" Pal. Um, yes. No. <laughs> yes, Your Excellency. Uh, this is right. Well, there's um. Oh. I'm just take up. The... Oh, I I I say um we were told expressly by the uh, agency. That we must make sure to show um, special deference to um, the host of tonight's auction. Someone called. Uh, what was it? What was it? Um, uh, was oh, it you mean Mr. Yes. Um, could you describe him for us? Just so we obviously we'll, we are professionals. We will act with absolute courtesy to every member of um, every guest here, but just so we don't drop any more clangers. <laughs> look at. Uh, George, <laughs> what, what does Mr. Zandor look like? Bold, skinny, about five foot tall. Wonderful. Thank you ever so much. We'll uh, make sure to show him. Looks like, looks like a chihuahua on legs. <laughs> I, I, I will make sure thank, not to describe him as such. Yeah, uh, it takes a moment and just looks over his shoulders to make sure. And then, <laughs> he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, and titters to himself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you three, uh, go on to the main hall then. Oh, uh, <gasps> first, first you and he points at George and says there's some sandwiches in the fridge and he's taking up to the, the guard checkpoint okay. does George say that in that voice <laughs> <laughs> obviously okay. just really doesn't want to be here for his money <laughs> take sandwiches okay Valco who is currently 
walking through Renshaw Hall, uh, having a look for the spear. Give me a stealth roll. Why did I take this skill off? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh god. There's no way I could have made that anyway. They got really lucky. You got really unlucky. Right. So you make it through the main hall fine. You can see there's um, people sitting at what appears to be rows of chairs. And then there's dining hall off to one side, which appears to be some kind of buffet being set up. Sorry, not buffet. Dining hall with tables and chairs and a sort of dance hall and a dance area in the middle and mingling area. Spear's definitely not there. So wandering upstairs, you come to a corridor. I guess like every floor yeah. was creaking on the way up. You come to a corridor and there's a rather haggard looking um, man with um, sort of white and silver hair, big thick beard, and what seems to be some kind of some kind of steel collar or like a, a very thick um, necklace or pendant under his just under his um, shirt collar and. As soon as you get close, he's like he's um, he immediately just snaps to attention and looks straight at you and grins. Ah, uh, crap! It appears we've got a rat. Eh? I just run. I'll <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> be great. <laughs> Valco, give me an athletics check. Oops! Sorry. Oh shit! I thought I rolled a five there for some reason. Oh <laughs> You start running, and this guy is. Right behind you, breathing down your neck as you. Uh, which way are you going? You're going back down the stairs. You're going to like try and run through the, the upper floor. Uh, yeah, I think you're back down the stairs. Okay. Um, so he chases you back into the back into this main hall uh, where the chairs are being set up, um, and tries to grab you. Uh, so that's going to be a fists. How are you defending yourself? Um, Jesus, I'm not the bad roll yet. <laughs> well, I'm not now. Um, what? What? Um, did you say there was ways of uh, magically defend, uh, like as a sort of yeah. reaction defending. So the way it would work, like normally, if you if you did it as a block, it lasts for until your next turn. If you do it as a defense, you spend the same amount as if it were a block, but you only get it against that one attack. So basically, you could say like you're right. briefly shielding yourself or causing like a, fl- a flash of light to. Um, distract him or whatever. All right, I, I might just do a form block about um hyper awareness so I'm sort of more aware of what's going on around me and improve my dodge a bit. That's more for um stealthing, oh, or I don't think it'd apply in this situation because you know he's he's trying to grab you, it's not going to make you more alert to uh, that, it doesn't make you move any faster. Yeah, so like something like a flashbang or something like that would probably be in your wheelhouse. Or maybe a sort of brief shield of solid light. Yeah, I guess you get a shield of solid light that this blocks his hand from me. And okay. So make me a discipline roll. Um, well, it's defensive anyway, so it's just... <laughs> okay. You bring up your shield. This guy seems to hit like a two-ton truck. <laughs> uh, Does it take mental stress as well? To... Yeah, so that's going to cost you... It'd be one mental stress, wouldn't it, for a, a discipline of four? Yeah, you bring up your shield, um, it still hits you for two physical stress and sends you flying back into the uh, chairs that are being set up. Um, a couple of the um, event staff sort of look at this guy who clearly seems like slightly crazed. He's shoving at thin air. He grins at them and laughs and goes, ha-ha! And then just walks back off upstairs. He seems to be singing something in German. I don't recognise him or anything like that from anything previous. He's just... Uh, give me a contact roll. 
Contacts, contacts, contacts. I don't have any contacts. Then wear glasses. <laughs> no, you don't recognise them. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to have to shoot for the others because I don't think I've... Um, unless there's a different area of the building that he's not got, but I'm guessing he's got... He was just down one corridor, so in theory could try and avoid him. He hasn't uh, seen you, he's only heard you, and presumably was trying to intimidate you rather than, rather than actually uh, hurt you. Yeah, I guess seems I'll try and try a different corridor. If there's anywhere okay. else, I can. You've probably got about five minutes of your ritual left before right, you're aware so of. I'll, I'll literally spend like two minutes um, maximum further exploring. In the, well, make sure I've got enough time to get back as well. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. Let me just have a look at the skills. Um, actually, this might be a good time to try hyper awareness just to see if I can get any sort of overhear any sort of conversation. I don't know if that's going to work with light though. Um, no, probably. No, I can't see it happening for light. Uh, yeah. um, let me add a bit of skills. Right, make me an investigation roll. You don't see the spear itself. Uh, however, you have noticed there are a, a half dozen guards around a single room, sort of hidden off behind a side corridor upstairs. Which, uh, you also notice it, George is heading into with a plate of sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches. So, George, you, uh, you take any sandwiches up to this guard post? Okay. Uh, you walk into the room. Is Valka following her, or are you staying outside and peeking in? Or uh, I'm going to follow. Okay, you've another... got two and a half minutes left of your ritual spell. Is Can she I... still in? Invi- are you still invisible? Or what's your spell? Yeah, it's invisibility. I'm just going okay. to sort of whisper. I'm here with you. <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't don't jump. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm going to see if there's another exit to the room apart from the one we're obviously going into. Okay. Uh, key. A quick scan around. No, no, no. Doesn't require a roll. Right. No, there's only the one entrance into the room as far as you can tell. Right. Uh, set of double doors uh, leads in. And there's what seems to be a a vault door set into the back. Uh, it looks like one of them sort of big bank vault style doors with the uh, heavy uh, circular lock. Uh, and there's six guards. Um, they've all got a logo on the jackets, uh, which is a V and then an O. Uh, sorry, a V and an O set into the side of the V, uh, which you can make me a scholarship roll to see if you can identify. Plus three for me. Plus four. Okay. Uh, you two both recognize it. Uh, it's the Vigilant Organization. It's a security company uh, that is based in Northern Wales and the southern borders of Scotland for the most part. They sort of do a similar job to G4S, providing security for um, events and um, cash transfers, money, that kind of thing, valuable. And being corrupt cunts. Yeah, basically. Yeah, um, they're all sat around in this, um, what seems to be the entrance to some kind of vault. One of them sort of quite intensely looking at a set of screens linking up to security cameras. Two of them are sort of polishing and testing what look to be fairly heavy-duty pistols, and the other three are sort of stood around, essentially, in wait. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, George, do you have anything else way in here, or just...? There's nothing else that I can, like, see that stands out aside from the obvious. Well, give me an investigation roll. Okay, plus five. Plus five. There's... A couple of spatters of blood and what appears to be drag marks on the uh, otherwise pristine tiled floor leading into the vault. Uh, you see that out of the corner of your eye. 
Uh, other than that, oh yeah, you get a brief a brief glance at one of the security screens, which looks seems to be looking to the vault itself. Mm. You can see a large number of antiques, including what seems to be some kind of wooden spear or staff. City of Steel will return next week with episode 26. Dozen Files RPG is the property of Evil Hat Productions. Sound effects were sourced at freesound.org and individual attributions can be found in the show notes. All of the materials are the work of Jay Draper and the City of Steel podcasting team and under under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 unbought license. You can reach us on Twitter at City of Steel Pod, email us at the City of Steel Podcast at gmail.com or find more information at toomanydice.co.uk. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes or tell your friends. Thanks for listening.